This is your Access All Areas Pass to In Her Head, a real and raw look under the hood at what really goes on in the mind and how to navigate and approach everyday situations, challenges and decisions so you can say what you mean and mean what you say, the modern lead her way. Hey guys, welcome back. I hope you're doing good on this Monday. I thought it was about time I take you back to that first day in this In Her Head series when I kind of admitted that I had some shame coming up and it was quite big for me and I didn't know how I was going to share it in the moment but I needed to process it in my safe spaces before I was ready to come out and share it with you guys and I thought it was time as we wrap up this series this week. So I have made no secret of the fact that I have had a complex relationship with food. Certainly if you listen to my last podcast, The Emma Clayton Show, you will find a confessionary episode on there, Confessions of a Secret Binge Eater, where I kind of go into the background and the history of it and that's still available if you wanted to seek that out. I will link to that in the show notes below. And whilst my relationship with food has improved over the years, in that it's not so secret anymore and my binge foods are different and the amount of foods that I tend to turn to are less than normal, I still find myself back in the same cycle time and time again or have done up until now at least. And there is a whole lot of shame that is involved, shame and guilt I would say, in the whole process that unfolds when I get into one of these spirals, let's just call it that. So what had happened over the summer was, I guess, I was so busy with various jobs. I think I said at the beginning of the podcast that I have my fingers in a number of different pies, even though coaching and mentoring, modern lead hair is my my purpose work, if you like. This is what gives me the fulfillment. I also do lots of other things just for fun. And I just found myself way too busy in the summer and some of my good habits or let's just call them more healthy habits, uh, slipped. And I found myself working long hours, not necessarily eating at sort of regular time slots, and therefore just like shoving food into my mouth when I could. And whilst that wasn't necessarily a problem at the time, I was just doing the best I could with what I had. What I noticed was some old habits coming back into the forefront like getting chocolates, like I like the sharing bags and Maltesers and minstrels, getting the chocolate ordered in the weekly shop, which I haven't done for a long time, being enticed into eating takeaway and convenience foods. You know, the sight of the golden arches meant that I might find myself driving through and ordering chicken nuggets when I really didn't need them. I felt out of control in the last couple of months around sugar and just needing to get my hands on it. I was starting to eat like Haribo or something similar every single day. I couldn't operate without either coffee or Diet Coke or Coke Zero. I was ordering that in the house and that's when Adam was like, hang on a minute, what's going on here? Seemed to be getting a little bit more out of control. And what results from this kind of behaviour, if you like, is a lack of energy. I was literally hitting the wall in the afternoons, needing to have a nap every single day. I couldn't get through my breakfast shift without needing a nap when I got home. Um, just these intense 
like all consuming cravings for sweet foods, for chocolate, just like reaching for convenience foods and not really having the energy or the inspiration to like cook. So I didn't feel good. I felt shameful, ashamed. I felt guilty for being here again after all the hard work that I've done on my healing journey to unpick this relationship with food and where it came from in terms of um, childhood, complex trauma, situations that unfolded at school, you name it, it was there. And you can go back to that previous episode on the last podcast if you want the down low. But needless to say, when I woke up on that first day of recording this series and was consumed by these thoughts of I could have done better, I should be doing better, it resulted in that feeling of shame, that very familiar feeling of shame creeping back up on me. And do you know what that equals? It equals more behaviour of the same. It means I want to reach for the chocolate again. I want to reach for the sweet treats, even though there is a part of me that knows that's not healthy for me. It knows it's not supporting my energy levels. It knows it's where my extra weight gain is coming from. And with those really heavy or consuming feelings of shame, I couldn't share that in the moment because I was in it. I was in it. <laughs> like, I was not feeling great. Now, I turned it into a teachable lesson, if you remember about the vulnerability and the timing of sharing your story. And I also came back the next day and said, and also, in the meantime, make sure you get support. So I had previously reached out to the amazing Elizabeth Sargent, who I've worked with before. She's a functional nutri nutritionist. It's a mouthful. And um, I knew that I was starting with her. So a part of this shame came up because I was, I was completing my form, my onboarding form, with an update on how I was doing. And when I left her container last time, sort of over 18 months ago now, I was in a really good place. We'd worked through some gut issues, which were also having an impact on like my digestive process, my energy levels and all the things. And those have stayed resolved. So I've not undone that good work that we did, but I felt like I'd gone backwards. In the time that I was filling out that form, I felt like I was going backwards. And, and now I know there will be zero judgment from Liz when she gets that form because that's not how she rolls. It's not how I roll when my clients are giving me an onboarding form or an update. I hold this non-judgmental space. However, the shame was coming up because I was being judgmental towards myself. I was so harsh on myself. That still, after doing all the work, and that harsh voice isn't as harsh as the boys might have been in the playground once upon a time when they were calling me thunder thighs and pancracker. But it was still there. It was still quite harsh. It was still like you shouldn't have got yourself in this situation. You're just like, look at you. You're, you're fat. You're back here again. You're not far off your heaviest weight. Like, how, how could you? How could you let yourself go? That was what was going through my head. I was judging myself. I was being incredibly self-critical. And actually, what this situation calls for when this shame comes up, when this guilt comes up, when whatever this unwanted feeling is, and I'm purposely not going to call it negative feeling because all feelings are valid, what is called for in that turbulence of emotions 
is a whole heap of self-compassion and understanding. And here's the thing, if you never had that model to you or you rarely had that model to you by a caregiver, by a parent, by someone older than you when you were a child, when you were in that turbulent emotional state, if you didn't have someone giving you that compassion, speaking to you kindly, allowing space for your emotions to come up and understanding them, just being with them, if this wasn't modelled to you, it is really freaking hard to do it for yourself. And yet that is the work. So I have a container that I can go to and I can be held in whatever emotions are coming up for me. And I am met with compassion and with understanding and with love, unconditional love. And that adds another layer of emotion to the shame and the guilt because when you don't feel like you're worthy or of receiving that love, that unconditional love for who you're being in that moment because you see it as bad or wrong, then that's going to bring up a whole other layer of emotions. And this is something that I have been learning to receive, to sit with, to hear, to listen to and to learn the language to be able to give myself that self-compassion, that love, that unconditional love. Because as I said in a previous episode, we have one person that we're going to be with through our entire life from start to finish. And that is our self. And another thing I know to be true is you don't get to your desired result, whether it's the health and the body and the weight and the shape and the size, or it's the job that you want. You don't get there by beating yourself into submission, by insulting yourself or just perpetuating this downward spiral of self-talk that is so harsh and so critical. The way through this is through unconditional love for yourself and acceptance of where you are today. This has been a big part of my own journey. It's been a big part of the holding that I have for my clients with wherever they're at, meeting them where they're at without judgment, but just pure acceptance and love for who they are and for all of the things that they've learned along the way that's meant that they've coped with life. And then helping them, helping myself, come up with that language that is more supportive in that moment to help us move through the big emotions that are coming up and come out the other side. Because this too shall pass. And what a difference a day makes. I'll be back tomorrow to share where I've got to with this particular piece. And in the meantime, take care of yourself and give yourself a big hug. Lots of love. Thank you.